and welcome to Connected, a podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Yulerin, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us over the airwaves is Vincent Rebix, COO of Mediacom France. How are you doing, Vincent? I'm very well, thank you. Hi, Sue. Hi, ASD. Thanks for having me. Um, prior to becoming the new COO of Mediacom France, uh, Vincent was the Global Head of Business development and marketing for Mediacom Global. So how is the new role? Is it what you expected it to be? It's, it, it's always different, isn't it? Because until you start a role, all you have is a job spec and, and, and a few lines and a few objectives and a few targets. And, and one of the uh, idioms that I really like is that the map is not the territory. Um, and while you have a broad idea of what you're getting yourself into and what, you're, what you mean to achieve, um, what these lines don't give you is the uh, reality of the business, which is, as a service company, we are a people business. And achieving objectives, especially when you get into a management position, is all about identifying people with whom you're going to work to um, set objectives together and to deliver these together. So um, whilst um, I'm, I'm working broadly in the uh, areas that are identified, uh, I, I have now come to learn what the uh, reality of media France is uh, and, and come to uh, get to know a lot of people who uh, I didn't know previously. Um, it's, it's, it's been really exciting though. Um, uh, I, what, what people might not know is that I started 11 years ago at Mediacom France. So I'm a, I'm a Mediacom France veteran and a, and a Mediacom veteran. Um, and it's great to be, uh, to be coming home uh, 11 years later to try and see how I can make the, uh, make the company grow and, uh, and contribute uh, to, uh, to, to, the, uh, to the health of the company here. And, and it's changed a lot in that while you've been away, yeah? It, it, it has. Uh, I, I left a, uh, a 70 people company um, who was a, one of our biggest uh, European local offices. And I came back to a thriving 200 people business that is now one of our global hubs. Uh, because obviously between my departure and my return, we, uh, we, we first of all lost the VW business. Um, all of you remember that. Um, and, and VW was a very, uh, had, had a massive impact in France because what you might not know is that VW was about 30 to 35% for all our revenue in France. Um, and, and this has had uh, significant consequences in terms of, uh, of HR management and, and having to uh, see people leave the company. Um, and, and then we um, won back to back, I think within the span of four weeks, uh, PSA Group and then Richemont, both um, now some of our biggest global clients and both French clients headquartered in France. So um, we, uh, we, we grew very, very, very fast in, in, in the past two years, which has been, has been a, a thrilling ride for the team in place here. And you were one of the architects of this project, Bite Back, of course, which, um, to which you're referring. Um, how, how different is the new business role from um, the COO role? But, but, but are we different kind of rhythm or? It's, 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 it's really less competitive now that you're um, running France. Uh, I, uh, I I will never be any less competitive soon. Uh, it's just part of who I am. Uh, I, it's it's a good question, and and I think new business and uh, head of new business role and a CEO role is is very different and and also very similar. I think it's very different because uh, and and that's one of the reasons why I took the role um, is that where, as a CEO you are dealing the, with the real world. You're dealing with the solutions that you can provide to clients today, tomorrow. 
you're not talking about what you could be doing in six months or a year later if yeah. you were to be appointed. And, and what you're also dealing with um, is the commercial reality of the business, what clients are ready to pay for and what that entails in terms of the services, the products, the people, um, and the time that we can allocate to their business. Whereas when we um, are responding to a new business brief, the sky's the limit, the resources are unlimited, um, and, and you go as far as your imagination takes you. So that dealing with scarcity um, is, is something that you do not have in uh, new business. What's, what's really similar though, um, is that in both cases you're working as part of a team and you're, you're leading a team, uh, working with a brilliant bunch of people, trying to um, respond to a challenge, whatever that challenge is. And in your business, it often happens to be a very macro challenge. How do we um, transform the way that we connect with consumers? How do we establish a leadership position in our category? How do we escape a declining category and branch out into new geographies or new, uh, in, uh, new, new venues? Um, as a CEO, sometimes that brief is narrower um, and much more around how do we deliver a digital campaign in time? but it, 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 all, it all comes down to, to leading people. And, and I think what also um, is very similar is the importance of uh, operations and of attention to detail. Um, whether you're running a massive, massive multi-market pitch um, with hundreds of people involved and, hundreds of and tens of deliverables across um, six to 12 months, or whether you're um, just trying to manage five million euros on behalf of a client, um, you will only succeed if your base operations are in place, if everyone knows what they're doing, when they're doing it, why they're doing it, and how they're working together to achieve these objectives. There's a lot that I've carried over from my new business role that's now informing the way that I'm um, setting the company up as a CEO. That's really interesting. Um, you know, what, where do you want to take Medicom France over the next 12 months? I, I want us to be the, uh, I'm, I'm competitive, so I want us to be the best agency in the market. Um, we're, we're not going to be the biggest, certainly not in 12 months, and I don't think that we have the ambition to be the biggest. We, there's massive, massive legacy businesses uh, in France, and Havas, Cara are, are French businesses before, being, before they became global. Um, and uh, they are very comfortable at the top, very profitable at the top, and, and I, don't, I don't really aim to become the biggest. What I want us to be, is I want to be the agency that delivers the best product in France, that delivers the most effective strategies, that delivers the most impactful work, that grows brands faster, that grows business faster than anyone else in the, um, in, in, in the competition. Um, I think putting effectiveness at the heart of what we do, business effectiveness, not just media effectiveness, um, is, is my ambition. Uh, and I would like this mantra uh, there's this um, way to see things uh, to be not just a strap line, not just a piece of positioning, but to really be at the heart of uh, the way that every individual within Mediacom, no matter whether they're a traffic manager or a strategic planner or, a, um, or an account lead, uh, I want that mantra to be at, at the heart of the way that they think and the way that they behave growing business. And surely, if we're the best, then we would become the biggest. We, we, we would grow, I, uh, I, I think, maybe not in 12 months. Yeah. But I, I obviously do have uh, big growth ambitions in immediate months. So, so we, immediately, this is what's next for you. What's, what's next for you on a, on a kind of broader scope, do you think? 
it, it, it's, it's, um, one of my favorite phrases from one of my former bosses is that you, you, you don't want to try to board the ocean. Um, and uh, I am really, really, really focused on just doing a really good job uh, as CEO in MediaCom France. The, uh, the tasks are endless. The uh, um, number, I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I really struggle to really? see. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have come across. Um, and I, I, really, I think there's a really OCD part of me that really struggles to see something that is not working well and not just trying to fix it and latch onto it and, and, and make it. Um, make it function the way that it should. So I'm really focused on um, doing a good job and, and getting me to come from in the place that it should be, being delivering more effective work, doing it in a more efficient manner, doing it in a way that um, also empowers people and individuals to kind of learn, to grow, uh, to bond um, as, 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 as a group and as an extended team. Um, and, and when I've done that, I, I, I will look uh, to, uh, to new tasks, new challenges, whether that is in helping Group M France function better. In, in, in France, just like in the UK, we're fortunate enough to have a WFP country manager who has big ambitions in terms of connecting all our um, offerings and, and delivering that creative transformation that uh, Mark really introduced a few months ago. So I'd love to help with that. Um, I'm obviously, uh, I'm, I'm still in very close contact to, um, with, with Nick Lawson and, and, and with Steve Allen and with Toby. Uh, and, and contributing uh, at, at my level to uh, helping improve our business development delivery or other client delivery. Uh, but right now, and over the next year, I just really want to do Media Confluence justice and, um, and, and make sure that we are the best company that we can possibly be. Fantastic. That's really good. Thank you. Um, moving on to the regular questions now. So do you have a favorite lyric or line from a poem or a book? Yeah, I, I thought long and hard about this one, um, and uh, I, I thought about Proust and the Madeleine because uh, yeah. of my obviously French chops. But I, one of my favourite lines actually, and I'm, I'm not going to declaim it. I'm, I'm a very poor comedian, um, but it's from the um, the poem Ozymandias from uh, Percy Shelley. Uh, and, and if I had to just pick a single line, it's a really short poem, and everyone should read it. But it's my my name is Ozymandias, King of Kings look on my works, you mighty, and despair. Um, and, and those of you who have uh, read the poem, I think everyone knows the story, most people know the story. Um, it's about a traveler uh, in, in the desert who uh, stumbles upon a, uh, a pedestal with two uh, feet uh, and no, a statue with only feet and the torso. And on the pedestal it says, my name is Ozymandias, king of kings, look on my works, you mighty, and despair. And the traveler looks up and all, he can see the barren expense of sand. Um, and uh, I, I love that poem and I love that uh, sentence just because I, just talking about it gives me chills. I think it's incredibly evocative and I think it represents the power of words. And as a communications company and as someone who does new business uh, and, and as someone who just loves words, um, I think it, it's um, something that we should try and, and, can, and, and work on more generally, making sure that the words that we use for our clients in, in, in the way that uh, in what we deliver are not just rational, but also convey that emotion, uh, that, that hard to describe um, tingling feeling uh, that, that makes them more memorable and more impactful. And then I think beyond the uh, word crafts, um, I think it's a brilliant reminder that time is fleeting uh, yeah. and that whatever you build will one day be forgotten. Uh, and that as a result, you should carpe diem. You yeah. should just be in the moment because nothing, things will outlast you, but nothing will outlast you forever. 
Um, and, and I think- I was gonna say, Marcel, that it's also about hubris. So it's also about um, be careful about your claims of greatness. Because Absolutely. there are many other things that are greater than you. And, and isn't that a great metaphor for today's industry? Uh, because you're, we are being heavily disrupted and we, we're at the top and we're trying to regain our footing at the top and Amazon and, and Google and Facebook are now claiming the crown and, and, and um, Accenture are, are coming in. And I think it's a great learning for those of us who are challenging the status quo and, and fighting to, uh, to get that head seat at the table. And also for those who right now feel quite comfortable and very profitable um, that things change, that the world changes. And that you, you uh, uh, when you're the king, never sit in um, too comfortable a throne. Very good. Who, who are the Ozymandias of today? Good. <laughs> oh, okay, my, my, my favourite question, and obviously now that you're in your Paris now, um, so I might need to do this. Um, if you were a genie, what five commonly available objects could I put in a magic circle to summon you to uh, back to Theobald's Road? Um, first one have to be a notepad. I am a compulsive note taker. I, I should I should get a stake in moleskin. Um, a uh, a PS4 controller. You like a nice notebook, so I, I like a nice notebook. Uh, I like I like nice nice paper, nice vellum, and, and a nice pen. I think it just helps ideas flow. Um, a PS4 controller because I am at heart a a geek, if not a nerd, uh, and I'm very proud of that. And it's a great client. Um, a, a good pair of freshly laundered warm woolen socks because there's no better feeling in the world than putting them on. Um, a Kindle, I um, read a lot, I love reading. Um, and, and the last one would, would actually have to be the number one reason why I moved back to France, a freshly baked croissant. Uh, okay. Yeah, but maybe 10 minutes after it's left the oven when it's kind of started solidifying a little bit, but not too much. There's an art to it. And I, I'm guessing that I, it's going to be, I'm going to struggle to get hold of one of those in London, from what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it is hard. It, it's just um, imitated a lot, but never equaled. <laughs> yeah. um, which book have you given away the most, or DVD, or if not, not none of that, what's your favourite book? I think the, the book that, I don't know if it's my favourite book, but the book that I keep coming back to and thinking uh, about, uh, years and years after I've read it, and I've read it once, and I don't think I'll ever read it again because of the undive uh, uh, that it represents. I don't know if, you, if you've heard about it. It's called Infinite Jest by an um, American chap called um, David Foster Wallace, who actually took his own life about, I think, 10 years ago, um, who was a, a manic depressive. And, and the best way to uh, define Infinite Jest, it's a, like 1,200-page book, um, and it's a book about um, education, uh, uh, tennis, and uh, addiction. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you've, you've heard of it or not. I've heard of him. I haven't, I, I, I've vaguely heard of him. But, um, but you say what, it made a big difference to you when you read it. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I, I am I'm fascinated by people who are polymaths, who are brilliant at, in many, many, many fields. And David Foster Wallace was a uh, absolute tortured genius, was a brilliant tennis theoretician, um, had, was, was struggling and had studied addiction a lot because he was um, very much uh, uh, under treatment uh, and antidepressors. Um, and he was also a brilliant philosopher and a brilliant writer. And it's one of the most demanding books I've ever read because it's, it's usually complex, the narrative is de deconstructed, but uh, it's, 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 I guess, to, to, uh, to, to literature what modern contemporary art is to uh is to, is to art history in general it's, it's eye-opening i'd recommend everyone 
um, who's, who, who likes slightly painful, who's slightly masochistic in their reading, uh, take some time to read it. I'm going to check it out. I'm, 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 I'm dying to ask what's on your Kindle at the moment. Uh, I was, I, was talking to, I was talking to my one of my colleagues yesterday and, and I've got this really, really bad habit of just buying like 15 books and, and never actually getting to them. So uh, on my Kindle right now is uh, a biography of Napoleon, which is how French can I be? Um, <laughs> so the, the, the reason why I hasten to add is not because I'm seeing myself as a, as a dictator. Uh, all be benevolent is because I was asked about Napoleon um, in, at a dinner party about two months ago in London and I could, we could barely like enunciate uh, any facts so I thought I'd read up. Um, I uh, am reading a book called Red Plenty um, which is a uh, historical fiction spanning uh, the entire the, the rise and fall of Soviet Russia through the eyes of day-to-day -day people. Pretty really good. Um, I'm reading a book that Matthew Mee recommended to me called Choice Factory, um, which is a brilliant, brilliant, uh, concrete, super simple, very compelling uh, way to think about how advertising and comes influence people and grateful for thought when you're working on a, on a recommendation. Um, and, uh, and I'm also reading a, a pulpy uh, Stephen King uh, novel called 112263 about a guy who goes back in time to stop the Lee Hospital from killing Kennedy, making very slow progress. Right. <laughs> oh, if you could change the industry in one way right now, what would it be? So I'm going to go full on cliche uh, and I'm going to say media is an investment, not a cost. Media is investment, not a cost. Media is investment, not a cost. Can we please stop thinking about media as something that we can easily cut when our numbers are looking bad uh, and, and, and uh, equate that to and, and, and start thinking, would you shut down a factory for six months if you started selling less products? No, then why would you cut your media? Exact same thing. Very good. Uh, penultimate question. If we were to give you a billboard, where would you put it and what would it say? Uh, slightly, I guess slightly political, but you have to be these days. Uh, I, I put it smack down in front of the White House and say, and I have it say, do unto others, I do have them do unto you. Very good. Uh, now, this is the first time we've done it remotely, but we've got, I'm showing you over the, the uh, uh, camera, um, these questions, which are 100 questions, a toolkit for a career. I've got three here. Could you pick left, right or middle, and I will pick it out and read it to you, and then I'll ask you to answer it. Uh, as the choice factory would have forecast, I'm going to go middle. Okay. <laughs> and the question, I'm going to see if I can share it, is sometimes I find it hard to stop working because I feel what? Passionate. About what? About, about what I do. I, uh, I, I really, 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 uh, I really enjoy communication. I really enjoy media. I think media is an underrated discipline. Uh, a hugely commoditized where it shouldn't be uh, and I really really enjoy working at Mediacom it's been 11 years and, and that's not a fluke. That's been fantastic thank you so much Marcel have a lovely day in uh, Paris. Yeah brilliant thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.